This is Gospel on the Ground, a podcast from Trinity Bible Church in Phoenix, Arizona. It's a collection of testimonies of Trinity members for Trinity members. Today's guest is Michael Chapman. All right, so Mike Chapman, thanks so much for spending some time with me uh, this afternoon. How did you become a Christian? Were you born in a, a Christian home? I was raised in a Christian home, but didn't wasn't raised. I wasn't churched, mm. if that makes sense. Sure. Um, so I was raised to be a believer. My mom read me scripture all the time when I was a kid. I I knew, you know, I had a good a belief that there was that there was a God. I always believed in who Jesus was. Um, I definitely wouldn't say that I was a Christian at any one point, even though I, you know, I did the the sinner's prayer with my mom when I was a young kid. But by the time I was uh, like 15, 16, I was hanging out with the wrong people and, mm-hmm. and kind of, I don't know. I was, I was kind of, I don't know the word, but I, I would like, I would push my mom away when she would try and bring up, you know, well, the Bible says what the Bible says. Yeah. And I used to get angry about it and be like, I don't want to know what the Bible says anymore. And kinda like an aversion to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I just would do anything I could to avoid it by that time in my life. I I wouldn't say that I I honestly wouldn't say that I didn't believe that there was a God at any point in my life. Mm. I always kind of knew there was a God. I never doubted that. Um I definitely wasn't living for him. I definitely wasn't, you know, uh a Christian, you know, or acting like a Christian or living like a Christian. I always believed that there was a God, but I was I don't know if I went through a time when I was just angry or just rebellious or what, but I just wasn't, I definitely wasn't living, you know, as a Christian. Yeah. So how'd you, uh, how'd you turn the corner? Uh, so at a young age, I, I got into drugs really heavily. Um, by the time I was, I don't know, 18 or 19, it was uh, like a lifestyle. Mm. Um, it was a, it had turned into an everyday thing. Um, I thought I had my life together. I was going to work every day. I was using drugs all the time. Uh, by the time I was in my uh, late teens, early 20s, uh, my life had really started to t- deteriorate. My relationship with my parents was all but non-existent. Mm. Um, I took a real deep, dark fall into addiction and um, just a, I was a, I was an addict and a criminal and a thief and uh my parents, I treated my parents terribly. I treated my parents terribly. Uh, I stole from them. I fought with my dad. I, I mean, it was, it was ugly. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it wasn't much of a relationship. And then at that point I had, I had already met my wife. Um, we had, we've known each other a long time. We dated through high school, mm-hmm. uh, got married very young. <laughs> Even before I would have considered myself a Christian, I, uh, told my wife that I wouldn't marry her if she didn't believe in Jesus. And right. I had, but I, and I had no, idea. you know what I mean? I was yeah. just, um, she was, uh, I don't know if she was completely atheist when we met, but I know that she had, she struggled with it for a long time. And mm-hmm. I told her I wouldn't marry her if she didn't believe in Jesus, even yeah. before I was saved, you know, yeah. um, which is. It worked out. Yeah, it did work out. <laughs> Praise God. Um, so uh, went into a life of drugs and crime and, going to jail all the time. Uh, my, my dad told me, you know, not to come around anymore. I wasn't, I wasn't his kid. I wasn't welcome there. Um, in and out of jail a lot. Um, 
my oldest daughter had been born by this point, and the last time I went to jail, before I went to jail, we found out she was pregnant with our second. Um, while I was in jail, I, I had some time to think. I had uh, I started attending a, a Bible study in jail, mm. um, not like regularly, but just like a. Just, was it like an official thing, or did somebody else in the? Uh, there was another. There was another inmate okay. who decided to lead a Bible study on Sundays, wow. and there was a few of us that used to get together on Sundays and just read through the Scripture and talk about it a little bit, and so yeah. it started to uh, stir some things up, you know, and bring back memories of things that my mom had taught me. And yeah, um, <clears throat> when when I got out of jail, uh, I I didn't want to live that life anymore. I, um, I didn't want to go back on the street. I wanted, I wanted my wife back. Uh, I had nowhere else to go. I was going to end up back on the street homeless again. Um, and so I called my dad and it's the middle of the night when they, when they release you from jail, they release you in the middle of the night. Hmm. They're just like, see you later. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I called my dad in the middle of the night and, <clears throat> um, I told him that, I didn't, I was done. I didn't want to go back to that life and I had nowhere else to go and I want to know if I can come home. Mm. And, uh, and he, he said, I'll be there in a minute. So he, he killed the fatted calf. He did. <laughs> it was definitely yeah. a prodigal son kind of thing. Huh. He came and picked me up and, um, brought me home. The whole, the drive home gave me kind of a speech about, uh, you know, this is how it's going to work. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. Mm. Um, you know, see your probation officer, you're going to get a job, you're going to, and uh, when I got, when I got back to my parents' house, it was the middle of the night, and my oldest daughter had been spending the weekend there, and so she was there when I got there, mm. and uh, I hadn't spoken to my wife in months at this point, mm. uh, but my oldest daughter was there when I got there, and uh, she saw me, she heard me come in the door, and she jumped up off the couch, and she jumped into my arms, mm. and she hugged me really tight, and then she grabbed my face, and she looked me in the eyes and she said, daddy, mommy still loves you. Mm. Yeah. And I almost died. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so anyways, so at this point, my wife and I, I told her that I was done, that I, w I was going to, you know, do right. And she made me prove it. She wouldn't, yeah. she didn't want to come move in. I told her, come move in with my parents' house with me. We can stay here for a few months while we save up some money. And she's like, no, she's like, you take care of you. And when you prove that you can take care of you, then and so we started dating. We were already married at the time, but yeah. we started dating. Mm. Um, and in that time, my dad invited me to uh, a men's retreat at the church that my parents were attending to at, at the time. Mm. And so this is where my, this is where me personally, like, I don't know if I have a, I don't know if I have a for sure moment, like this is when I sure. got saved. Um, because, so I, I attended that men's retreat with my dad and um for for years, I I attributed you know that at you know that men's retreat. I just felt like broken and yeah. ready to surrender, and um, and so I always just attributed that as my as my salvation. But I didn't really, other than other than you know changing my life. I I haven't I haven't done drugs in um, in sixteen years now. I ha you know what I mean. Like I mm -hmm. I changed my life. I got away from the drugs. I got away from the homelessness and the crime and everything. Um, I don't know if there was any, I don't know. I mean, I obviously changed my life, you know what I mean? Or, or 100%, you know, glory to God, God right. changed my life. Um, but I, I wasn't like, 
I wasn't reading scripture regularly. I wasn't, um, it wasn't like, and we were, we started attending church regularly with my parents. Um, and then eventually, um, found our own church that was closer to our house and, um, attended that church for years. And I really love that pastor still. I still talk to that pastor. Mm. Um, uh, but then in like 2018, and I apologize if this is like going on really long. No, you're good, man. Okay. Um, I'm here for it. Okay, cool. Um, in like 2018, I think around 2018, I started having like a real, um, you know, they talk about ups and downs in your Christian walk. And I was really going through um, just like almost like a crazy depression mm. uh, where I, I don't know if I was doubting my faith or, you know, doubting. Um, I didn't even know who God really was. You know what I mean? Other than what my, what my pastor was teaching on Sunday mornings, that was all the, that was all the scripture I was getting. I wasn't really reading my Bible. I didn't know God. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like know about him, but not, but not know him. Yeah. And, um, and I just felt sad and I, and I didn't know I had like these weird, I had this like weird theology and stuff. I believed that, you know, I look back now and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what an idiot. <laughs> but, but anyways, um, I would like argue with people online mm. about about faith and about this and that and uh, um one this this one time a, a Baptist pastor like got on this thread that I was arguing with people on and mm-hmm. and he just destroyed me Uh-oh. just destroyed me with with scripture you know yeah. what I mean like in a good way yeah, but yeah. just like completely destroyed you know what I thought I believed and um, <clears throat> and did it with mostly the book of Romans. Okay. Like just completely destroyed everything I thought I believed with the book of Romans. And, um, him and I kind of argued back and forth for a while. And then, and then I was just stewing for like, for like three or four days after I had this conversation with this Baptist pastor, I was just like stewing. I was just stewing. Like, who's this guy I think he is, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, uh, so, but then I got like this curiosity. And so I was like, well, I'm going to look up these verses that he, this, this pastor's, you know, given me. And so I looked at these verses and it led me to read the book of Romans. And I read the book of Romans like four times. And it was like, it was like, I couldn't get enough. Mm. It was like, I, I read it and it was like, it was almost like a light turning on. I was like reading the book of Romans and like seeing things that I'd never seen before. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> so then I told my wife, I said, I need to read my Bible. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> you do. Yeah. And uh, so I was like, well, I was like, I'm going to read the whole thing. I, I need to know, I need to know who is God, who am I, what does God expect of me, um, and I and I need to hear it from God's word, and not not what other people say. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I looked up a chronological reading plan, mm-hmm. and um, and that's still today how I read my Bible now. Every time I finish chronological order, I start back over in chronological order. For me, it helps me yeah. put all the pieces in place and it makes just, it makes the most sense to me to read it all in chronological order. Yeah. And so I read, I read it in chronological order in like six months, mm. including rereading Romans a couple more times sure. and then read through some of the other letters, um, Ephesians particularly, yeah. um, um, I decided to try and memorize Ephesians that year. Right. I made it through the first three chapters, That's and amazing. then kind of yeah, and then I kind of chapters yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was like it was completely life changing. After I had this 
whatever it was, like I read through my Bible and I was just like, I couldn't get enough. I started listening to sermons and I kept, I couldn't get out of my Bible. I was constantly had my headphones in at work, just mm. listening to scripture, reading scripture, listening to sermons. Mm. Um, and then I started telling my wife, I was like, I was like, I don't know if I was really saved before. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, I, I said the sinner's prayer. I, you know, I, I gave my life over to Christ, but I don't know if I was truly saved before. And it was like, um, it was almost like I could see reality for the first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's why I say like, I obviously all the change in my life, everything in my life is, you know, all glory to God. But I, I just, I don't know that exact moment where like some people are like, Oh yeah, I got saved in, you know, 1985. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't know. Some people have their, their uh, light switch conversion experience where the light flips on the switch goes on and it's like ta-da right and other people are more like dimmer switches right where it comes on slowly but surely and at some point it turned on don't know exactly right where it was at but i just feel like as i read through scripture and then got just like that like i where i couldn't get enough and i was like i was i felt like i was really hearing god's voice and seeing who he really was for the first time and not just like I hate to say it, but what a lot of churches teach is not, I don't believe, you know, what scripture teaches. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Just a very watered down, soft version or something. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, yeah. So like, I, like you said, maybe a dimmer switch and then all of a sudden it was like, boom. Yeah. It was like the word just like illuminated who God was to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I figured that illustration would make sense for uh, an, an electrician. electrician. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that <connect>. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> what? What sort of um, sources of sermons and stuff and reading, where did you turn? Who, who were like some helpful teachers? Okay, so Book of Romans and the Book of Ephesians are still my favorite because I feel like those two books changed like my personal theology and my, you know, what I believe. About God. About God the most, you yeah. know what I mean? And so um, I was very Arminian in my belief before. Um, and then... Um, I was, I always was like, I was like anti-Calvinist. Yeah. I was like, um, I have a very good friend named Brian who has always been a Calvinist and he used to always, you know, try and show me stuff and I would get angry at him and tell him, I don't want to believe in a God like that. Sure. You know, we'd have the, these, these arguments and stuff. And, um, as I read through scripture, I couldn't get it out of my head that I was like, man, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's all through the Bible. It's not just, you know, it's not just Romans nine. In fact, um, Romans nine was maybe like the first place that kind of like sparked that, you know, kind of, whoa, yeah. whoa, is that it's really what it says? splash of water. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then it's everywhere. And then especially in, in like in Ephesians, Ephesians one, just, you know, going through the whole, you know, chosen in him and, yeah. and all this stuff. And then it led me to do. So for, for a while, I just did a nothing but study election for a while because mm -hmm. I was so opposed to it before. Mm -hmm. And then once I started seeing it everywhere, I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, and so then, so then I started Googling like the doctrine of election, yeah. you know what I mean? And it led me to first, um, to John Piper. Mm -hmm. That was like the first Google searches that came up on my phone. Sure. And so I started listening to John Piper a lot. Um, but he's, very eloquent and very educated. And sometimes some of the stuff he says, like goes right over my head. Uh -huh. I really, I really like a lot of his sermons and stuff. I listened to some great sermons when I was first, you know, starting to listen to sermons on my own and stuff. 
but then um, I started listening to um, <clears throat> R.C. Sproul a lot. Um, there was just I was just trying to I was just picking you know here and there, and then I listened to a Vody Bauckham sermon once. Mm -hmm. And I got stuck on Vody for yeah. a really long time. I really enjoy Vody a lot. Yeah. Um, um, so then I've gone back and forth between Vody and I really like R.C. Sproul a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I found my my friend Brian, that same guy Brian. He told me he's like he's like just go on sermon audio and just pick random sermons. Mm. He's like they're all they're all great sermons. Yeah. And so I just so then I started just finding random. Uh, and so I kind of listened to a lot of everything. Sure. Um, Always come, I always come back, end up coming back to either Vody or R.C. Sproul, it seems lately, or Alistair Begg lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alistair Begg, I really like too. How did you, uh, w what was your baptism like when were you baptized? Um, so the church that my parents attended to, where we started attending regularly, um, when my wife and I um, finally, finally, when my wife finally moved back in with me and we started attending a church regularly, um, <clears throat> my wife started attending church with us and I don't know at what point like her conversion came. Um, but then she, she was the one I think who said, you know, we should get baptized. Hmm. And so the church that we were attending at the time was the church my parents went to, which was Calvary community church, the big church on the freeway there. Yeah. And so my wife and I got baptized together at that church. Where, do you remember what year that was? I have it written in one of my Bibles. I okay. want to say like 2008 or 2009. Okay. And so that was like 10 years later that you're sort of have a... a that real... A, that a greater real, yeah, awakening. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time. And that's what I mean. And that's why I say that there was such a long period of time yeah. where I wasn't really in my word. And, you know what I mean? Like well, we, had a, we had a really good Sunday school teacher at that church for a while um, who um, was regularly trying to get people to commit to scripture memory. And so I was memorizing like little, little bits and pieces of scripture here, but never reading whole yeah. pieces of the Bible in context. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's what I mean. Like it was a very long time of just like floating through the Christian life, you know, yeah. going through the motions, going to church, right. um, doing like even a devotional with my wife. My wife and I for a very long time have had... Um, so we get up really early, like you mentioned. I'm an electrician, so yeah. I'm we're up before the sun comes up, and um, my wife gets up with me. God bless her. She makes my lunch. Mm. She makes uh, my breakfast. We do a little devotional time together, and we pray together. We've done that for a really long time now. Mm. Um, so, but that was kind of the extent of my Bible reading. You know what I mean? Was mm -hmm. what I was learning in church, and what my wife and I were devotion doing our devotions in the morning. Yeah. Uh, my wife's always been pretty committed to reading her Bible in the morning. Like after I leave, mm -hmm. before the kids wake up, she does her Bible time. Mm. And I never really did that until, you know, like 2018-ish, yeah. 2019-ish. Uh, <clears throat> do you guys use a catechism? Uh, with the kids, we use the... Um, New City? New City, yeah. 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 yeah, so we didn't... We never used a catechism until we started attending Trinity. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what the word catechism was. <laughs> it's a Roman Catholic thing, right? Yeah, that, exactly. That's what that when I heard it, I was like, "No, that sounds Catholic." <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so, but we we homeschool, mm. and so my wife has always used a Christian-based curriculum, and we've always um, taught scripture to our kids 
um, but not in any real kind of meaningful way until recently. Mm. Um, so I would say, I would say a year or two ago, we started trying to commit to a, uh, doing catechism with the kids regularly, um, along with their, um, homeschool, you know, curriculum, the Christian based curriculum that we use more recently though, in, in my walk, um, I've been very convicted, um, really just in like the last six months or so to try and lead my family better and more specifically, uh, lead my children better, Mm. um, to make sure that I'm teaching them these beliefs and doctrines and to make sure that I'm reading actual scripture to them, not just telling them um, what to believe, but reading actual scripture to them. And so we have committed to the new city. I um, it's 52 questions and answers. And Mm -hmm. so we've been doing um, a question a week and spending a whole week on each question. That's awesome. Um, And then um, more recently, We've been so. So my goal is is to do catechism before dinner, eat dinner, and then what we've been doing lately is reading um, a chapter of the Bible a day mm. um, with the kids and making the kids take a turn. And so, if the chapter we're reading is you know twenty seven verses, then we break it down. Each person gets yeah. you know like four or five verses yeah. or whatever it is, and. Um, and then I, I want to add some family worship time to that. Mm. We haven't done that yet, but I would really like to do like catechism before dinner and then we eat dinner and talk about our day or whatever. And then I would like to sing one at least one song and then continue with our scripture reading and then the kids can go ahead yeah. and do their evening or whatever. So how long does it really take? Uh, so we do catechism for about, I mean, realistically, like five, ten minutes yeah. every day before dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it leads to conversation during dinner. Sure. Um, and then we read a chapter a day together that, um, we're going through Genesis right now. Hmm. Um, and the chapters seem relatively short. Uh, so it only takes us, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to read through a chapter with, even with younger kids that aren't great readers. (laughs) Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can do better than you think, right? No, for sure. 100%. Yeah. 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 So you, you mentioned, um, a desire to be more active and present and, and leading spiritually in your home. One of the questions I'm trying to ask people is what, what, what's the Lord teaching you about himself recently, like in the last six months, a year, a couple of years. Um, like just really, really in the past like year or so, just coming to more of the realization of his holiness and um, and just my unholiness as a sinner, you know what I mean? Um, just really, um, and I think I think that maybe more than anything else has led me to become more of the spiritual leader in my house because I want my kids to understand that when they're younger. Yeah, you know what I mean, I yeah. I lived a long time before I knew who God was, and yeah. I wasted a lot of years. You know, yeah. <clears throat> um, isn't that frustrating as a as a as a parent? I mean, oh, you know, <laughs> me too. Um, where I just wish I could just 
plug a USB cable into the back of your brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be like, here, this is what you yeah, need to know. Like, you know Kung Fu now. Yeah. And you know, you can, you know the first three chapters of Ephesians. <laughs> right. And you love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just consistent, consistent prayer for, for my kids, for them to just, for them to love God's law. Right. Because as they get older, I'm recognizing, like, I, I can have input and I can have a voice, but at some point, like, they have to take ownership of it, right? Right. And that, that sort of helplessness as a father, um, I have found, does, does sort of drive you to, to prayer and a recognition of your helplessness. Right. Like, I, I really do need to do what I can to put the pieces in place, and then I just have to pray and trust that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I just had this conversation uh, with a friend that goes to Trinity here. Mm. Um, she was very frustrated with some things that are going on with her older uh, child. Mm. Um, but she was, uh, this friend of mine was very uh, kind of just, you know, down about how, how, how her, how her child is, you know, kind of rejecting Christ and stuff. And, and, uh, and we had a conversation and I told her, I said, you know, recently I, I've come to believe that um, God, God holds us 0% responsible for the outcomes, yeah. but 100% responsible for our obedience yeah. and teaching our children. Mm. And so we, we teach our children and we pray for our children mm. and God willing, yeah. someday they come to, you know, yeah. a faith in Christ. Right. Well, I appreciate your. Um, it's it's kind of interesting for me, even just hearing about the the background that you had with your dad and the, the tension there, because I've seen you work together side by side. Uh, my dad's like my best friend now. Yeah, I know it's amazing. We had a terrible relationship before Christ. Uh, so, one of the reasons that I love to hear people's testimonies testimonies is because of things like that. In any given moment, it can seem hopeless. Yeah. If you just take a snapshot of someone's life, you think, "Oh my gosh, this is this is going to end." horribly. Yeah. There's no hope here. This is never going to turn around. Um, but in, in, in testimonies, you get to hear looking backwards, uh, not to sort of glorify those, those darker times. No, but just how awesome God is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah but to, to say that there is, there is hope, um, when it doesn't look like there is, there is. Right. Yeah. And in, in the moment, it might not look like it. But. <laughs> no, as long as someone is still breathing, there's, there's, yeah. there's time, yeah. you know? So, uh, man, I've I've appreciated your your presence and your wife Sarah's presence here and faithful attending uh, the equip classes yeah. and loving loving on people on Wednesday nights and stuff and being here early, uh, greeting you and your big smile. I, I just appreciate <laughs> you so much. So I'm I'm grateful for you to come in and and then uh, just encourage us with what the Lord's been doing in your life. Yeah. Uh, over the last, you know couple decades, but even just more recently, I, I, I'm encouraged just by the growth in the last couple of years. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, um, it is kind of, it is a huge difference. I mean, even from when I first started coming to Trinity, um, I feel like God's just constantly molding me, shaping me. The more I, the more I learn, the more I, I feel convicted, the more, yeah. You know, yeah, and that spills over into other people's lives, which I yeah, I'm still a terrible sinner. <laughs> yeah, well, join the club. Yeah, we we meet on Sunday mornings. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I appreciate how your it, it spills over into other people's lives and stuff too. Thank you. Your hospitality and, and care for others. 